You're listening to the Really Useful Podcast. This is the tech podcast for technophobes from makeuseof.com. Welcome to the show. And when I say welcome to the show, I mean welcome to show number 200. Yeah, guys. Woo, hey. 200. Nice. I'm Christian Corley. That's Ben Stegner. And that's Gavin Phillips. And you're listening to the 200th edition of the Really Useful Podcast. We kicked off this show five years ago. Now, those of you who are sharp at maths would probably realise that we should have hit 250 at least by now. Uh, but we took a few breaks along the way for holidays and things like that. And, uh, and lockdowns as well. So here we are with edition number 200. Uh, that's quite a milestone, isn't it, lads? 200. That's a, that's a nice nice round number. Should we'll call it a All right, then, let's go. Come on. A year, yeah. huh? Only joking. Oh, hold on. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I've I mean, I've been involved in other podcasts, and only one of the other podcasts I've been involved with has got as far as this. Well, a lot further. In fact, so far, in fact, that we've actually completely lost count because we've been across several different platforms since we started it in two thousand and seven. We have no idea how many po- podcasts we've actually done on that show. That's another matter entirely. But two, I mean, two hundred is a good number. It's a, it is a good round number. It is a good figure to stop on. We're not stopping. We're carrying on. But at today's podcast, we're going to do a little bit differently. So there's no news. And there's no tips and tricks. Um, though, you know, given what we're talking about, the, the topics that we are going to be kind of in a roundabout way discussing, you're going to get something from this, if only uh, to hear us squirm at our complete ineptitude. Or, you know, <laughs> it, it, it might take you in a completely different direction and you might learn something that you didn't know previously. And you Obviously, I'm joined by Ben Stagner and Gavin Phillips. There are two other people who were involved with the really useful podcast uh, back in the day, uh, Megan Ellis and James Frew, who are no longer... Uh, on the show, but we wouldn't have got to uh, 200 episodes without either of them. So, a uh, quick round of applause. I mean, it was longer than I expected, but uh, <laughs> thanks. Was a, a very, very happy crowd yeah. celebrating <laughs> Megan and James. That was beautiful. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. So, um, I mean, I've done a lot of talking. Does. Uh, has anyone else got any thoughts about 200 episodes before I explain what we're, what we, what we're going to do? I was going to say, uh, here's to 200 more. <laughs> yeah, 200 more, yeah. I've actually yeah. cracked open a bottle of wine tonight. I don't do this often. Oh, beautiful. Actually, I Me cracked, too. Actually, I cracked it open to cook with the other day and I realised it was still open. I thought, well, um, <laughs> uh, got red wine wouldn't hurt. Really useful podcast 200th edition. So uh, <laughs> there we go. There you go. Things might, get, things might I, get merry. Uh, Especially the way I drink. I was, I was going to say with 200, I did my own podcast uh, when I like before I was writing and when I was first new to writing, that was, it was bad. Um, but it was kind of like my first foray into doing media online. Yeah. And I only made it to 52 episodes before I was ready to call it quits. So yeah, that's 52. 200 is, uh, it's a long time. Yeah. 52. Exactly. Wow. I mean, that's, that's some commitment <laughs> to, um, to, to podcasting because most podcasts stop before they get to the 10th episode. I guess it was, be, I mean, it kind of adapted to formats. I think I've, we, I've talked about this before. It was just me for about the first half. And then I actually found a co-host online and we did kind of like a, 
the first half, it was kind of like I would come up with a subject and then just talk about whatever I wanted yeah. to. The second half was more like a weekly, like what have you been playing? What's in the news? That kind of th- for, for video games. So it kind of adapted, but yeah, I mean, I, I was happy with the run. It was about a year and a half overall. So not consistent every week, obviously, no. but are, are they still online, Ben? Uh, yes and no. I still have the site that they were hosted on is no longer in its in that form. Right. Uh, I still have the episodes and I've, I've dumped them on like anchor. So I, uh, I about half of them are on there. I never finished it, but yeah, so they're partially. Okay. Never mind. Um, maybe we'll go and look for them one day. Uh, so anyway, so the idea behind this week's really useful podcast is a really useful podcast quiz. And it will take the form of a sort of a round robin. So I will ask questions of, I think, Gavin. Then Gavin will ask Ben questions and then Ben will ask me questions. Each of us has a special (coughs) subject. There are five questions which should uh, get increasingly difficult. And in the event of there being a tie break, we have some bonus questions to uh, deal with anything like that uh this is obviously new territory for us we've never done anything (laughs) like this before so i'm just grabbing a pen and a paper to keep things sort of old school there we go and the winner's going home with a million dollars in cash right um uh, the the winner gets a million of the light of the latest um big name cyber currency is it pepe coin the one that went up 300% 300% at the weekend and is now worth sort of like not point not 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 two dollars. Oh, yeah, I think that's the one. The yeah, one yeah. That's the uh, the frog meme thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the first thing we need to sort out is who's going to go first? Who wants to volunteer to be questioned? Uh, rock, first? paper, scissors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on, we'll do that. Okay, one, two, three. Paper. Scissors. Rock. Oh damn! <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I said last. Sorry. Oh. So to kick off our really useful podcast two hundredth edition quiz, I Christian Corley, I'm going to be asking questions to Gavin Phillips on the topic of. Bam, bam, bam. Don't have that one on the soundboard, do you? <laughs> Artificial intelligence platforms. Are you well, ready? I feel I feel stressed. Do you? Well, I'm really I really wish we had some sort of like um, sort of who wants to be a millionaire sort of music. Yeah, like a very like game show final yeah, yeah. question. Mm, the yeah. pressure's on. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Well, I hope so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Let's kick this off. Gavin, question one. What is ChatGPT? Uh, ChatGPT is a generative AI platform developed by OpenAI. <laughs> I'll Judges? Give you, I'll give you that. the answer i have here is chat gpt is a generative pre-trained transformer gpt in brackets language model developed by open ai it is a large language model that can generate human quality text in response to a wide range of prompts and questions 
That's what I was gonna say. I thought so. Yeah, He was he was giving the more concise answer. He didn't want to bore you yeah. with all the details. Exactly. It's straight to the point. <laughs> Question two. There, this is for one point, okay? But it's a multiple answer. I want you to give me two other generative AI platforms. Ah, okay. So uh, the first one will be Google Bard. That's Google's um, generative AI tool. Mm -hmm. uh, and the second one is one that I really like. Uh, is called Claw, and that's made by a company called Anthropic, um, who have also had a lot of investment from Google. So they're two really good options. Okay, I don't have Claw okay, on nice. the list. Do you want to throw another one at me? Oh, uh, we'll go for... <laughs> have you got Forefront or Perplexity or Poe? Have you got Poe? No. <laughs> oh, my uh -oh. God. I'm str struggling here. Um, <laughs> think, uh, think think, Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs? Jurassic Yes, that'll Park. do. <laughs> <laughs> the answers I've got are Bard, Bloom, JP, GPTJ, Megatron, Megatron Turing NLG and Jurassic One. Ah, okay, Jurassic One. Yeah, that's a that's a slightly older model. Good. Okay, that's a half point. Question three. <laughs> that was easy. That was classified as an easy one as well. Um, <laughs> okay. Oof, I can't. Well, shall we go with that? All right. Uh, what are some of the ethical considerations? This is, you see, we said it was going to be educational. What are some of the ethical considerations of using generative AI platforms? Um, how many do you want? I'll give you <laughs> give you three, shall I? Okay. Okay, so the biggest ethical issues include, I would say, privacy issues surrounding the information that AI platforms can give you. Um, another major one I would say is job, mm -hmm. job, uh, job losses, um, with the amount of people that may or may not use, lose their jobs through the uptick in AI usage. Yep. Um, and I would also say, uh, the use of AI in surveillance or is that too close to, to privacy? It's, it's very similar, isn't it? It's very similar. Um, <laughs> the use of AI in um, decision-making capabilities right. where regular folks don't have access to the same tools as people who can pay for them. Okay. Will they be left behind? Uh, yeah. yeah. That's no, a good one. I like that. I like that. That's, that that's, that's a point. I believe that's a point. Okay. Get in there. <laughs> there you go. Question Racking up those points. Question four. <laughs> question four is how can ChatGPT and other generative AI platforms be used to create different kinds of creative content? Oh, that's quite interesting. So the range of tools available to say ChatGPT uh, range from basic text to image generation with their early tools such as Dali. Uh, Dali is now sufficiently advanced you could throw any sort of text prompt into it and it will create a completely unique image. But it doesn't really stop there. If you know 
how to phrase uh, your prompts correctly, you could theoretically get something like ChatGPT to spit out an entire book over time. Um, but the issues with tools like ChatGPT are that the creative output is only as good as the creative input so it's like all mm. tools of this nature if you know mm. what you're talking about you can craft it well but if not your creativity is limited wow that was an exam level answer <laughs> very very good nice. okay let's uh we're gonna do question five okay um it's a slight downer i'm sorry i don't wants it to be but unfortunately it is <laughs> what are the potential risks of using chat gpt and other generative ai platforms for malicious purposes Ah, oh, see that's quite interesting as well so there was a well-known case early when they first launched they were being used to create uh, malware uh, and used to infect people the malware was being created was used to infect people uh, which obviously isn't good uh, and the other main thing that people have been doing maliciously with ChatGPT in terms of cybersecurity is creating like really highly detailed phishing attacks, um, mm. avoiding some of the pitfalls that we're used to spotting with phishing, which is, you know, spelling mistakes and poor grammar. So instead of being able to spot that, they run them through something like ChatGPT uh, and it all looks like really, really good now. <laughs> wow. Okay. Five. Question five, five point. Um, you've got four and a half out of five. Four and a, four and half. a half. I'll take it. <laughs> so uh, Gavin's come out that first round with uh, four and a half points, so that puts him in a good position. We're going to uh, continue now, and Gavin is going to ask Ben questions on Ben's specialist subject, which is Nintendo games. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping I can uh, I can prove myself a champ here. <laughs> I'm excited to see what you came up with. To, uh, to start with the easy ones, uh, I assume. Yeah, yeah. Just, just. I mean, right. like I get, I've all I've over provided there. So just pick five. Just what, start with an easy, then go through the medium and hard. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Actual let's go. Uh, let, let's let's start off super easy. Okay. <laughs> What is the name of the Italian plumber who is the main character of the Super Mario series? Hmm. I'm going to say that would be Mario. Ah, oh, man, you got you? it. You got it in oh, one. Whew. You're starting with a stumper. That was, whew, that was tough. Yeah. Well, it was like designed to throw you off in case, you know, like you get confused and say Luigi or something. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's so simple that it's difficult. Exactly. Like, oh, damn, might have got that one wrong. Okay. Question number two. What is the name of the bounty hunter who is the main antagonist of the Metroid series? Uh, that would be Samus Aaron. Oh, nailed it. Nicely done. Right. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Uh, so that's two from two. Good start. Loving that. Okay. Um, okay. Feeling good. Yeah. Feeling good. No pressure. No stress. Um, number three. What is the name of the first Nintendo console that was released in North America? Uh, that would be the Nintendo Entertainment System or NES. Oh, nice. He's smashing this. <laughs> thank you, thank you. The Famicom in Japan, the family computer. Yep. Whoa, yep. does he get an extra half point for that, Christian? Or? Uh, well, 
No. I don't think anybody no, else is going to get half points because none of my questions, <laughs> none of my questions were open ended that allow for half points. So that's going to be an, an interesting score dynamic there. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll move on to question four then. Um, what is the name of the video game considered the first true open world game console? The first console. The game. first true open world game console. Oh, so it's got console on the end. We'll just. What is the name of the video game oh. considered the first true open world game? Um, I feel like this is tough because it's how you define open world. Yeah. I guess I would yeah. say the original Legend of Zelda on NES maybe would yeah. be the first like open ended game. Yeah, we've got Legend of Zelda. What okay, year okay. was Legend I, I, of Zelda? I figured because that was. I mean, I, there may be a one before it, but I feel like that's the first game that didn't tell you, like, hey, you have to go do this right now. Okay, so. hold on, hold okay. on, hold on. Legend of Zelda. What, what? what year was Legend of Zelda? The um, original. 86? Yeah. 86, was it? Okay, I'll let, I'll let that go then. I mean, I guess yeah. it depends on how you define, like, There's a game on the Amiga. World. There's a game on the Amiga called, it's called Hunter, I think, and it's kind of uh, isometric graphics game and that's very much got an open world but that's probably about 1990 i think okay so and that was I mean, i'm sure that was before we used the term open world yeah, but like yeah, yeah. looking back that's like the first game that kind of fits into that i'm just yeah, double check uh, yeah. 91 Hunter okay. came out so. yeah Hunter okay okay yeah okay okay excellent right that's four points out of five so far for ben so yeah, opportunity to take this the lead here can i bring this home Whew. Yeah, I'm going to choose the hardest of the hard questions. (laughs) (laughs) What is the name of the hidden level in Super Mario Brothers 3 that can only be accessed by warping to it? Um, I have not played Mario 3 in a while. Um... Super Mario Brothers 3. Uh, I have not played this game in a while. Um, let me think. Let me think. Um, it is... Oh, man. Oh, tension. Um, you just got the uh, countdown timer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll... Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I know it. I'll say Warp Zone. I don't think that's right, but... Oh, it's because World 9 was the uh, was the correct answer. Oh, okay. It's been a while since I've played that one. I, uh, that's, that's, a good, that's a good question. Even so, 5 out of 5. Think, it's very good. I'll I take don't that. think I've ever played Super Mario Bros. 3, actually. I've never it played It is 3. excellent. Mario yeah. World is probably my favorite 2D Mario, but 3 is right up there. It's excellent. Yeah, Mario World was great, wasn't it? I love that. Yeah. I love the world, the integrated world map and like the amount of secret exits is like, oh, that's always been my favorite. Okay, so um, I guess that is my turn now to... It is. And I just have to warn you, uh, I think I went a little bit too difficult on the questions because why why don't you tell the viewers at home what your topic was just so they knew what I was working with. My my topic was because I didn't want... 
there's a very big danger that if I could do something boring like Linux, I could do something slightly boring like security and VPNs, or I could do something that I really, really love, like uh, retro gaming. But that would be too close to what Ben selected, and he selected first. So I opted for hardware that I've reviewed on Make Use Of. <laughs> okay, so my I, I, I feel, I, maybe I'll give you like multiple choice or something here, although I only have that for one because I feel like my questions are way too hard. Okay. So the general theme that I used was I looked back at some of the products that you've reviewed, like in general that you tend to review, like okay. dash cams or whatever, and okay. then kind of based questions around that. Oh, so okay. I hope that you appreciate these and we'll start with, yeah, let's I, go I for think it. these are all way too hard, but whatever. Okay. okay. All right, so question one is, since 2013, the Microsoft Surface line has been the official computer used during games of which American Sports League? Oh. Oh. Is it... Is it ice hockey? Is that your final answer? I have no idea. I don't watch any American sports. Uh... I, I tried to... I, I know you don't... I know, obviously, it's not a different country. I think country, it's ice I hockey. There's... there's Okay, that is incorrect. Oh. It is the NFL, National Football League, American football. Well, oh, hold on, hold on. They, if whoa, you, whoa, 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 whoa. What's, 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 what's ice hockey called then? Because I was going to say NFL. I thought that was ice hockey. Oh, no, no. NHL is ice oh, hockey. Is why? Hockey why do you know have these stupid names? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't come up with it. And why not just say football league, ice hockey I, league, baseball league? I, because it has to be national, even though M baseball is MLB for Major League Baseball. It's not like National Baseball League. Right, okay. <laughs> so, I, so that probably wasn't fair because it's an American-centric question, but I figured there's only a few to choose from. So Yeah, was, yeah. No, fine. Let's carry yeah. on. Yeah. All right. Question two. Now, this is a little I can more still uh, not personalized. <laughs> this is a little more close to home personalized question. Okay. Uh, what was the first product that you reviewed for make use of? Oh, <laughs> I believe I haven't a bloody clue. I think it's a mobile phone. <laughs> I would say it is a Samsung A model mobile that is incorrect. Oh. It is an Acer Iconia W7 oh, Windows no. 8 tablet. Yeah, I went, I went back to everything that you've published in the product reviews section, and there were a few that were like not actual reviews, but that was your first like actual full-on review. Do you know what? My dad yeah. has that now. Oh, really? He doesn't. Oh, really? I gave him it about, I gave him it about eight years ago, and uh, then Windows corrupted on it after an update. So he gave it back to me to fix, and I haven't fixed it yet. And it's the legacy just, lives on. It could be a, it could be a new article how to fix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like As I also had a a meter a away from me now in a pile of laptops. <laughs> the, the graveyard of <laughs> reviews past. <laughs> As a, as just a as a fun follow up, I also had the date of that the, the month and year of that review. Do you I'm, remember when I'm that was? I'm going to guess it's about ten years. It was February 2013. Yeah. So wow, your yeah ballpark. Wow, ten years of reviews. That's that's almost as impressive as 200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was a written uh, we review, though, wasn't it? There was no video in that review. I think it was just written. Yeah. Ah, but I right. That See, that's why I, that's a mistake I made. I'm pretty sure the first video review I did was a Samsung A model phone. 
Oh, okay. I I but, wasn't. Uh, I wasn't trying to be a trick no, no, question. No, 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 no. I just went to the fine. first one. Yeah, that was I, just, a real I was review. just thinking about it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, next question. We ready? Okay. So, um, number three. Uh, this is a multiple choice question because oh, this is God. not something you'd probably just guess. Um, number three. What was Windows Phone's peak market share? And this occurred in 2013. Okay. So multiple choice. A. Five point two percent. B. Three point four percent. C, 2.1%, or D, 4%? Oh, so A or D? A is 5.2%, D is 4%. I'm going to say A. A, 5.2, that is incorrect. It is B, 3.4%. That was was the max that Windows Phone ever achieved. Whose idea was this? Unlucky you got me asking you the questions. I, I, I should have toned this down a few steps. Sorry. It's okay. Hopefully, uh, hopefully everyone's learning still something. Still alive. <laughs> still got me up. Well, you got this. Yeah, you can still uh, you can still come out almost on top here. Okay, uh, number four. Let's see if this one's any better. Uh, number four. In 2015, uh-huh. two Raspberry Pi units named after famous scientists were put on the International Space Station. Uh, what were their names or who were they named after? Oh, God. Oh. I'm, yeah, okay. I'm going to go with Ida Lovelace and um, another female scientist whose name currently escapes me. It's Ada Lovelace, anyway. I don't know where I got Ida from. And a n other. Okay, <laughs> an undetermined female scientist. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Oh God, the, the, oh, you know. <laughs> didn't didn't Tesla have a very talented scientific assistant? Oh. I do not know. Oh, I don't know. It's, I can only think of Ada Lovelace. I'm sure it must be it. Right. Okay. I'm going for I'm going for the pair of them: Charles Babbage and Ada Lovelace. Okay, that is incorrect. Oh! So it was, one was Izzy, named for Isaac Newton, right. and one was Ed, named for Edmund Haley. Good Lord. <laughs> I guess that could have been a half point question. So there, there I, well, I It could have been, but it wasn't, so. Yeah. Let's, Let's see if carry on. any better. So, okay, so, <laughs> okay. Uh, question five. Yeah. Uh, in February of 2013, dash cam footage captured what event in Russia? Was it a meteorite? It was. It was yes, the Chulyabinsk meteor. That's, <laughs> I actually never saw that before. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Thank you, everyone. Um, that was, that was, I figured that was kind of the hardest one, and I'm not sure, but I hadn't heard of that before. So, yeah, that, not, uh, That's the easiest that's really, one. Oh, I, I didn't know. Like, it's, oh, sorry. Oh. Okay, my ordering was off and my difficulty was way too high. So I'm like a bad teacher that has to curve the test three grades because everybody failed. <laughs> okay, so just to recap the scores there. In the first round, Gavin scored four and a half. In the second round, Ben scored four. And in the third round, I scored one. However, there has been 
questions raised over the quality of one of Gavin's answers, <laughs> which means we are we are tying. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Four four. Uh -oh. <laughs> uh, there was a judge's inquiry. There was a judge's say, inquiry yeah, during, during, during the, the, break, uh, during the separator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we, we have a tie. And um, it makes more sense for me to ask both of you a tiebreaker question. So the, qu the question is, should I ask you a question from your own category or should i ask a general question uh i think uh i think general yeah once we get to the uh once we're once we're tying for first place yeah probably general yeah, makes yeah. more sense okay so november 2023 is the 50th anniversary of the development and the 40th anniversary of the first commercial standardization of which networking system? Um, I'm going to go for a networking standard rather than something we use on the internet. Um, uh, TCP? That's your answer, TCP. Ben, what's your answer? Uh, I guess I'll say IP. It's going to be a long night, people. Uh, the answer is <laughs> Ethernet. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I, I, I should have known that was that was before IP, but yeah, okay. So it's okay <laughs> because I have another question for you both. This is a, a, a subject uh, that I uh, enjoy. Uh, revisiting from time to time. And it's also been mentioned on the Really Useful Podcast. In 1968, Doug Engelbart presented, and you can watch on YouTube or wherever, The Mother of All Demos. What is the subject of The Mother of All Demos? Was it... Um, well, I guess first last time, though. So, Ben, you can guess first this time. <laughs> uh, okay, thanks. Um... I would guess that it was some kind of robotic device, a robot of some kind. Gavin? I think it was, I think it was before that. So some sort of iteration of like one of the first computers, um, that wasn't like a giant room filling computer that had um so your answer is not a giant computer yeah a computer <laughs> that wasn't massive okay <laughs> i'm going to possibly blow your mind now as to what it actually was and i would urge everyone to check it out on youtube uh it is black and white it can be a bit difficult to watch but when you actually realize what has been demonstrated it will absolutely screw with you given that it was on december the 9th 1968 uh as the description in Wikipedia states, the live demonstration featured the introduction of a complete computer, hardware, and software system called the online system. The 90-minute presentation demonstrated for the first time many of the fundamental elements of modern personal computing. Windows, hypertext, graphics, navigation, command input, video conferencing, an actual working mouse, word processing, dynamic file linking, revision control, 
and the collaborative real-time editor. Okay, so basically 19, like the first modern computer. 1968. Okay. That, okay, um, so, yeah, impressive. it's insane. I, uh, I watched it for uh, a, a, a university course I did about, getting on for 20 years ago now, and I, it just absolutely blew my mind that that stuff was happening then and then you know like when i went when i was at school you know for the first decade computers were all just a keyboard and text on the screen there's no mouse there's nothing like that and yeah it was all there ready to use uh for years in advance we're still getting nowhere with our tie though so I'm going to uh, bring it up to date and uh, try and approach this uh, tie break with a final, final question, I hope. Man, that's a good job we don't work for like a tech company or a tech that, website. That would be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, this is, uh, this is a little embarrassing. <laughs> I think we need multiple choice next time. Give us a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> Now, okay, what's up? rather than uh, <clears throat> take it in turns, I want you to shout your name when you know the answer. Okay? Sounds good. So, do you just want to do a quick, quick practice? I've just Wait, asked. What's my name again? You're Ben. <laughs> Jeff. He's Gavin. Okay, so <laughs> I am asking a question. Ben. You see, Ben got Gavin. in there first, eh, Gavin? You need to be oh. faster. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. This is the question which will decide the winner of the inaugural really useful podcast anniversary edition quiz what was the release date of the first iphone ben like what, what how, how specific of a date like the exact day as you can get um, I remember that it was announced in January of 2007 so I'm going to say that it went on sale in uh, August of 2007. Okay. Gavin? Do you uh, want to I, offer a, an answer? Yeah, no, I agree. It was 2007. Uh, what did you say? August. Um, I'll go September 1st. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The correct answer is... 2007 on the 29th of June. Oh, right. Just a little bit closer. And so, Ben, as the closest, is the winner. Thank you. Commiserations to Gavin. Just by a hair there. Just by a hair. Yeah. Commiserations to (laughs) Gavin. <laughs> and of course, a round of applause for me for coming third. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Hey, some, that's really nice. Bronze isn't it? Metal, right? yeah. <laughs> uh, well, guys, I mean, we're at the end of it now. And uh, I mean, it was fun doing something a bit different. And I think we all learned something as well, which is, you know, that is at the heart of the Really Useful Podcast to bring... The aim of this podcast is to make tech more easy to use. Like, really, the aim of makeuseof.com is to give people the answers that they're looking for when they're using the technology so they can just get on and use it, isn't it? And I think that's what we try to achieve with the podcast. 
That's true. Now, next time you're on the street and somebody says, quick, what was Windows Phone's peak market share? You'll know. Like, that's just a fact you'll have in your pocket for those those everyday situations, right? Yeah, 3.4%. Yeah, that's that just, yeah, who doesn't know that? Yeah. Yeah. Alternatively, you know, Doug Engelbart, an absolute legend in the, uh, you know, in, abs- you know in, the, in the computing world, certainly in terms of, you know, bringing computers to desks, desktops, standard users, away from, you know, what, what Gavin was describing as giant room computers, then, um, you know, I've, that's worth checking out. It really is a mind-blowing video. It's, uh, it's, it, I, I would recommend anyone watch that just to see how far we've come. Um, but, you know, when, when all that sort of stuff started, because it uh, it's quite eye-opening to see that people were thinking yeah. along those lines technologically in I think it's always fascinating sorry sorry I think it's always fascinating to go back like even to watch like the iPhone reveal like knowing now how big of a thing that was like yeah. watching it in that moment like that that sort of thing where like maybe everyone that was there for whatever it was didn't realize how big of a deal it was going to be I think that's kind of the same thing like hey here's what would become the modern computer and like you said seeing how long ago that was and how relatively advanced that they were planning that kind of thing and it was available even long before it was widely available to most people. Well, what's quite interesting about the iPhone, I find, is that the original iPhone and, like, a current iPhone, or not even a current iPhone, like my wife has the um, the small one that came out about 2017, uh, the SE, I think it is, which is about the same yeah, size well, as the yeah. original iPhone. They feel very different, and because I haven't had an iPhone iteratively over the years since 2007, I can remember the first time I held an iPhone, which was early 2008. And I remember the feelings and the sensations I got from it. And, you know, like the whole the user interface and interacting with that and the movement and how different it was to the devices I was using, the Windows phone, uh, the Windows mobile, I beg your pardon, at that stage. And then compare it with a very similar sized device, the, um, the, uh, the SE, and yet they feel completely different. It is. I watched uh, maybe a month ago or two. I watched, um, it was it was a few, it was a year or two out of date, but MKBHD did a video that was like reviewing every iPhone. I mean, very briefly, but it was mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, here was the first iPhone. Here's what it did well and poor and then just went through. And it was kind of fun to see like each one right after the other like that, yeah. like how much they changed over time and how sometimes little they changed in between them. Um, he talked about a lot of that stuff too. Like the first iPhone was like super, like you could, there was no app store. It was really like, it was super expensive. It couldn't really do a whole lot. Like a lot of the things we take for granted as being on a smartphone today, like took a few iterations for them to to get it right. But the other thing as well is it looking back, although, you know, it was, it was operating in a completely different sort of dimension almost, or certainly on a different plane to say the windows phone. Obviously, technologically, you'd think, well, yeah, of course. It does feel more close to a Windows mobile device than it does now. Then, you know... Yeah, because they were so... They were like companions of the time. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. you know, largely the same sort of level of technology use. It's just the magic is all in the the user interface and that single button on the front. It's incredible how things are developed, yeah. And the whole thing of like you just need your finger, you don't need a stylus or anything. Yeah, that really keyboard. Me off. Like that was a big selling point at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, that that upset a lot of Windows Mobile users. That did. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, what happened is that uh, HTC and, uh, and and HP and a handful of others started issuing all these Windows Mobile devices with slick user interfaces based on the Zune interface uh, that required no stylus. I remember the Zune interface because I had one. That's still one of my favorite, like. Fact, like the, the kind of life, like a special slice of people that had a Zune, even though I'm sure there were millions of us, but it seems like I don't think I've I, there was one guy in my in middle school that had one too. I don't think I've met too many other people that had a Zune. It was a nice user <laughs> interface. Yeah, I mean it was it was it felt pretty slick. I remember like I remember the the it wasn't called the trackpad, but whatever was on the one I had, it felt pretty good to use overall. I still have mine, but it won't turn on. I guess I'd have to do a little more advanced surgery on it, but it'd be fun to kind of relive that interface, yeah. You still got the music on it? Uh, I believe so. It won't turn on, which I assume is a battery problem, but I, mean, I haven't, I can't remember the last time I turned it on. But I remember when the Zune got the update to where it added games. It was only like two games. It was like a bejeweled type of game. And then it had Texas Hold'em. That's where I learned to play Texas Hold'em because I just kind of messed around with it until I learned how to play. So I can credit the Zune for that. Well, talking about old, old tech, next to my min Sony Minidisc uh, charger, I have... No, it's not a charger, it's a power adapter because it has a battery in it. I have an HP Jornada Pocket PC, which has uh, one of those sort of fat USB interfaces uh, for charging. I'm un unable to charge it at the moment because I can't find it. But it also has a stylus built into it. It has a uh, slot at the back for some sort of, I think it's a PCMCIA card, I'm not sure. You know, this is my device, I haven't used it in years, but I can tell you for a fact that it ha is running a version of SimCity. Yeah. It's oh, installed okay. uh, Sim, um, the mobile version of SimCity 2000, I think I'm right in saying. It's installed does, on this. Does, does it have a colour screen? It does <coughs> have a colour screen, yeah. Nice. But uh, as I say, you should send, you should send. I, I can't find the adapter. <laughs> so. You should send a picture of it. I'd be curious to... I don't oh, yeah. think I have any visual reference for what that looked like. I'd be curious to see it. It looks a bit like a Star Trek communicator. Original okay. series. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. So, um, yeah, so as I, was, as I was saying before we were distracted, the point of the podcast is to uh, help you make better use out of technology. And, I mean, in, in many ways, I think the... The quiz has kind of reflected that and helped us uh, maybe focus things along the way and keep it keep it educational, almost. Educational is probably a loaded word, so uh, I'll replace that. Let's call it informative. Works for me. This is the 200th edition of the Really Useful Podcast, so we would like to thank you all for uh, listening this time and for listening to all the other shows that we've done. We'll be back for another show next week. Until then, it's goodbye from all of us. Thank <laughs> you.